Well, good afternoon and thank you for joining me again for Business, the Law and You. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. But later in the program, we'll have a look at one of those Harvard Business Review tips. This particular one is lead confidently when you aren't feeling confident. We'll also be having our chat with Christina later on. And we're going to be looking at businesses so far in 2021 and where we seem to be heading but right now we're going to have a chat with Kimberly Claire Campbell, who's a business advisor with the Hunter, Hunter Region Business Hub. We're going to talk about how to increase your productivity and get your time back. Good afternoon, Kimberly. Good afternoon, Julian. Well, thanks for joining us again and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you and your listeners. <laughs> how to increase your productivity and get your time back. Lime seems to be getting busier. We have more responsibilities and more things that need juggling around. Is there an easier way of doing things? Yeah, one of the major challenges that we face when we're disorganised is things that really seem to get on top of us. We feel more stressed, we cope less easily with the little things that are happening in our lives. So how do we know if we're disorganised or just overworked? Um, Some of the key signs that you have feelings of being overwhelmed and you lose control of your time, you get bumped off. You're doing something and, and suddenly you're not, you're over and doing something else. Uh, your stress levels therefore increase because you're not really focused on what you're doing and you have a lot of items in your head, that perpetual endless to-do list. And sometimes you find yourself spending money on things that you either don't need or you already have, like software that you've got one that does it already and you just buy another one because you forget, you're feeling that overwhelmed. So I expect that when we're feeling disorganised, we start projecting an unprofessional image to our clients and colleagues and stakeholders. Yeah, we can become very anxious about the projects that we're working on and then that's portrayed to our stakeholders. Uh, with having COVID lockdowns, which we've all been through, and people working from home more often, it's having that um, scattered Um, stuff happening in your life so you've got children homeschooling partners working from home and it all makes it harder to stay focused and stay organized yeah well obviously there are going to be some benefits of being organized then yeah i think there's kind of seven key benefits to being organized reduces feelings of being overwhelmed and you get to achieve more in less time you gain that sense of control over your time which gives us more confidence as well Therefore, you're projecting a professional image to your clients and your colleagues. That in turn reduces your stress levels and you can then clear all those to-do lists out of your head and then you'll have more time to spend on what's important for you. So that sounds good, but is there a method or or a tool that we can use to help us be more organised? Yeah, there's what's called project management tools and there's lots of them on the market. Some are free and some are paid and it's best to trial a few different ones and just pick the one that works with the way that you work. So um, I'm a person that likes creativity and colour. So when I look at a project tool, if it's colourful and it's got labels that I can visually recognise, that works better for the way that I work. So what do you see the advantage of using a project management tool? I think it improves your chances of achieving the right results. So you're staying on target. It gives you a fresh perspective of your project so you can have a bird's eye view and you can see the details. It ensures that the project fits with your business strategy. So there's no good taking on a project if it's not really in line with your business. It helps you 
prioritise your business's resources and ensure that you use them efficiently. It also helps you get the scope for your project, schedule things and budget them right from the beginning so things stay on track. Helps you keep your costs down and reduce your need on resources that you don't actually need and it helps you improve your productivity and the quality of your work. Um, often we need to have consistent communication amongst our staff, supplier and clients and a project management tool can help you do that. And it also satisfies the various needs of your project stakeholders, mitigating those risks of the project falling. Um, when everybody's on track and they all know where the project is going, that increases your customer satisfaction and that can give you a competitive advantage and boost your bottom line. So so many of our listeners are micro and small businesses with limited time available. Is a project management tool going to help them? Absolutely. So I'm a sole trader and I use a project management tool called Trello and I use that in my business every day. There's both the free version, which is fantastic and great for small and, and micro businesses. So the way that I use it is I've got uh, lots of boards, but a particular one is the brains of my business. So I keep all my essential information in that board and I can access it on my phone or my computers wherever I am. So I'm sure you listeners know how many times we get asked for our ABN and mm. we scramble to find that. So I've got that listed as a card on my business brain board and I can quickly click on that and send that in an email or a text or read it out to somebody. It's really quick and simple and easy. And I also control my e-commerce business through Trello. So I keep track of custom, and, custom orders, suppliers, stock levels. If I'm planning a new product, I, I record all my research and hyperlinks in those boards. Um, and it's also a great place to store your product warranties, your business opt-ins and affiliate links. So you can go to them at any time that you need them. So I I, uh, I can see that, uh, and I know you have fun with Trello, and uh, uh, there will be people out there who will have challenges with computers and things. And, mm -hmm. I, and I suppose we can also do uh, just things on paper if we really wanted yeah. to, if we're that sort of so a person. I used to have a board, so a whiteboard. I used to put color, um, columns on it for different things that I was, like different projects within my business. And I used colour sticky notes. So I had a particular colour for different jobs that needed to be done. And I'd just write on that what the project was. So it's a visual way for people to easily see what's happening in that project. And, of course, your organisation has this government contract with regular webinars on these sorts of subjects. Yes, digital business solutions support. Fantastic. Well, thanks very much for your time. We'll have a chat with you again next month. Thanks, Julian. Bye-bye. Bye. Kimberly Campbell there from the Hunter Region Business Hub, and you can visit their website to find out more details about their webinars. And you're listening to Business, the Law and You on 2NURFM. Time to have our chat with Christina. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. It's so nice to be back. Welcome back, yes, yes. So we're going to have a look at the business year so far. Yeah, and and it, you know, anybody who thought uh, 2021 was going to be a smooth sailing year, I think we can uh, say that you know the lessons that we learnt last year about adaptability and 
what we need to do to remain flexible and be alert to changes. I don't think any of those lessons really are going to change. And I think they're really good lessons to have because if we go back in time, we've always been adaptable. We've always been flexible. It just hasn't been recorded like that in history. And I love that we've come back in after Culture Club's time because (laughs) time is a perception, you know, and, and time is... Uh, something that we really do need to think about, how best we spend our time, where we best put focus, particularly um, as small businesses as we progress further into 2021 uh, and particularly for entrepreneurs or small businesses that want to be in the innovation space. It's almost like uh, the 10-year overnight success of the innovation story, even though it's kind of been going on for longer than 10 years, Mm. is absolutely finding its feet right now at this point of time in history. Um, you know, for many reasons, people have had to be innovative. They've had to think creatively to, to see how they're going to progress their businesses because things have changed. But also because, um, you know, with the investment, you know, you put money in the bank, you're earning something like 1%. People are looking for a higher yield, a higher return on investment. Uh, mm. And they're looking to entrepreneurs and things that they can invest in uh, and also support. So I think there's a, a big support for small business, small businesses that are pivoting and um, entrepreneurs. And it's interesting you were talking about time there because uh, we just spoke with Kimberly Campbell from the uh, Hunter Region Business Hub about productivity and be, being more organised. Um, and, of course, uh, yeah, we had so much disorganisation last year. Uh, having organisation and, uh, and particularly what you're talking about there with planning, we need to plan our innovation. Yeah, we do. And we need to make time for innovation mm. because if we don't make time for it, it's never going to happen. So, you know, we do lots of uh, lots of work with different organisations about making it an intrinsic part of their culture, an intrinsic part of their working week. We did some work with a, a drug company some years ago now, uh, but we had a dedicated time every two weeks where an innovation team would get together. They would bring ideas from other other areas of the business in uh, and people would discuss them and people would play around with them. If you don't make time for things like that, it's not going to happen. Uh, and I think it's very much a discipline. You know, even innovation and creativity are in, in almost in free form, except they're not when you actually drill, drill down, as you and I know, because we do a lot of work in it. Uh, but to be very disciplined in affording time to make it happen, to allow it to happen. That's I, like. I love uh, uh, Stephen Covey's uh, version of time management where he's got a little quadrant with uh, urgent, not urgent and important, not important and we spend a lot of our time when we're a bit disorganised in the uh, urgent but not important areas and we neglect the um, uh, urgent important areas which are more the um, planning and the relationship building. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing that needs to come into play are the individual's biorhythms because I know there's times, times during the day where I am just better off doing something that is extremely routine uh, but if I want to do a creative piece of work, if I'm writing a choreographing a program for an organisation or writing a program for the summit or doing anything that needs my creativity, I have a time in my day that's best suited for that as well. So mm. I think all those things are coming into play. Uh, and, you know, it, even with all the wearables in technology now, um, and we're starting to find where our most focused parts of the day and everything are, I think it's really important that we use the information um, that we have at our fingertips now, literally, because I've got an aura ring on and it tells me how ready I am to, to face my day and, 
you know, when my peak heart rate times are and things like that. Um, so literally, I'm wearing it on my fingertips. Uh, but, you know, I think there's a lot of information out there that we can consider. We're not going to run every single one of our decisions on what a piece of tech says, but if it can help inform us to operate better, to stay focused, you know, some of the bands yeah. um, that, are, that are out there now for absolute focus. There's a, a new one out. We might actually talk about a few new products next week. Um, but, you know, there's an, a new band wearable that really helps you zone in and be focused. So getting back to small business, creativity, innovation, absolutely integral that we make it an integral part of everybody's business, particularly now where there's some R&D research relief, there's small business, you know, incentives, um, and there's never been a better time really to, to be able to come up with small ideas that, that um, will make big changes. And we have to remember that innovation is not just coming up with fantastic new ideas. Sometimes it can be just doing something a little bit differently. That's right. And, you know, it, it could be a small change to a process that mm. actually saves you a couple of hours a week and a couple of hours a week saved over 12 months is, a, you know, an incredible amount of time mm. um, that you can then be putting into an innovation team. Yeah, great. Well, thanks very much for your time again. We'll have a chat next week. You say we're going to look at some new products next week? Yeah, I think we will. Why okay. don't we do that? All right. Okay. Have a good week. You too. Thanks, Julian. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina there with, uh, yeah, it's important to innovate and uh, obviously uh, we keep focusing on the innovation so we'll look at some techniques and uh, products as, over the next few weeks and months. And you're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM and we've got time to have our look at our Harvard Business Review tip. This particular one, lead confidently when you aren't feeling confident. When faced with tough challenge, it's normal to feel uncertain and maybe even afraid. But it's hard to inspire your team to rise to the occasion if they sense that you're intimidated. You can project confidence by doing four things. Firstly, demonstrate empathy for your team members. They want to know that you aren't out of touch with what they're feeling. Secondly, communicate your vision for the team and that is a tough challenge sometimes. So, uh, thirdly, set a direction for the team. Show them how you will reach the vision together. And lastly, give people proof. They need a reason to buy in to what you're telling them, so offer evidence for your direction and optimism. Be specific, be personal, and reference the work that the team is already doing. This will build your team's confidence and, of course, your own. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour, half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we're going to look at restraint of trade clauses in sales and purchase of businesses with Rani Gander from Turnbull Hill Lawyers. We'll have our Minute on Innovation with Christina and some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for Business, the Law and You at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Richard Branson recently said, you don't learn to walk by following rules. You learn by doing and by falling over.